Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. You guys know that every year Kirby uh, has a slogan and that he might let us in on. He's absolutely right because I think we all get caught up in, oh, we're the national champions, this or that's supposed to happen. And he says at the end of the day, whether you're hurt, you're tired, you're tired from class, Nobody cares, and nobody cares about your feelings. Are you going to show up, and you're expected to do your job? I absolutely love this. You know what? The entire world needs to have that on a shirt, okay? Our country started starting right here in the USA. Get on with it. This is Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'll give you guys polite applause for that. That exchange. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, uh, we've been talking all about the dogs. A lot of uh, stuff happening. There's even some Spygate involving Kirby. Sounds like a bunch of nonsense. We'll dive into it in the dog report. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. The dog report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, Georgia, uh, someone out of nowhere accused Georgia of kind of eavesdropping on Ohio State, kind of a spygate thing, I guess, with uh, cameras, this, that, and the other. Yeah, not said, proven, yeah. nothing to it whatsoever. It just didn't happen. No. Somebody threw it out there, I yeah, guess, they just said for our clicks. Security's pretty tight at Mercedes-Benz. I can tell you that. We were just down, we were right next to it yesterday down there at State Farm. Uh, hidden camera gate, according to Dog Nation, uh, arrived yesterday. Uh, Kirby was asked about it, a national, a national reporter, about allegations that somehow Georgia had cameras inside of an Ohio State practice. I have no idea what you're talking about, uh, Kirby said from the podium. He goes, I mean, that's ludicrous to me. So, again, I, I don't know where this would come from uh, other than a national guy. And again, just because you're national doesn't mean you actually have a brain cell in your brain, but uh, somebody put it out there. Um, you know, we've talked about Alabama. Saban was accused of practice uh, at a Florida Bowl site. Uh, you know, again, New England, either buddies. So, of course, Kirby worked with Belichick's buddy, Saban, ergo Kirby's, which is the stupidest. I mean, it's like. That's yeah, a bit of a reach. Come on, guys. So, anyway, needless to say, nothing to say, uh, see here. But if that makes uh, Buckeyes fans uh, give them something to grind their teeth over tonight, knock yourself out. Yeah, Stetson Bennett uh, met the uh, media yesterday, and we know all about him. Now he's, he's, he's one name. You know him by one name. You just stay. Stetson, share Madonna Stetson, basically is what it's come down to now. And he's got a knack for performing really well on the big stage. Think about this. Two playoff games last season and the SEC title game this year. 800 yards, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions against South Carolina, Tennessee, LSU, Oregon. 1,183 yards, 13 touchdowns, three of them rushing, zero interceptions, a 197 QB rating. Here's Stetson with uh, talk about why he has performed best on the biggest stage. I don't know. I understand the uh, the importance of it. Uh, maybe um, I don't know. And you know, again, uh, if there's no choice, it's easy, right? I mean, if 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 you don't give yourself another choice than to play well or win, then you don't have another option, and you don't start. You don't waste any time looking for that option. You waste you spend all your time looking to win. You know, a state called him up. If Rudy ended up being the best player in Notre Dame history, and Stetson Bennett can certainly be get that sheen on him if they right. if re- repeat as national champion, certainly. And I do love that movie, and I will defend that movie till the day I die, sir. 
<sighs> anyway, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, <laughs> the, the big concern that you and I have been yapping about all day, and, you know, yesterday we got into it with some of the audience, too, is about the secondary. And we talked about it with Connor Riley, talked about it with uh, with our buddy Danny Cannell. Uh, you'll hear that conversation later today about what is Ohio State going to throw at you that you haven't seen on tape? What are they going to do? Look, we get it. They've had to answer questions for 36 hours now about why do you suck so bad against Michigan in your house in the biggest game of the year. Well, it sounds like it'll come down to like a gimmick or right. just a slight wrinkle. I, I don't. I, mean, I, to I me, think pretty much you can coach for every contingency when you've had three weeks to prepare for an opponent. If you feel that, uh, and we do, that Georgia's going to get after that offensive line because Jalen Carter's going to be really getting after it and just disrupting everything, then the ball's got to come out like that. And then if you are in your zone defense – then you could argue Marvin Harrison Jr. may be able to get out there and get some yards after the catch if you don't get a body on him. Yep. You know, and then if you go, man, you don't really have the horses for that against those receivers, if I'm honest, if you don't have pass rush. But Georgia does have pass rush. Keely Ringo and company, and, you know, it's been a lot has been debated about, J, you know, C.J. Stroud, the extra pressure of, hey, like, in addition to winning this game and reclaiming a measure of pride for Buckeye Nation, I got to get to the NFL and show these guys I can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what level. Danny Cannell was saying right. yesterday, right? He was talking about that. That's, that's also some urgency on, right. uh, on Stroud, certainly. But it's been proven, though, his numbers – suffer if he is under any sort of duress whatsoever. And I think he will be on Saturday. Right. I think that uh, the Bulldogs are going to win this game by about, I think, what did we say, 13 points yesterday? Yeah, I, I, yep. Every time we've tried to handicap the dogs for the big games, we didn't, no one saw the Mizzou comeback coming. They're playing as flat against Kent State right, right. as they did. But we can't remember how we talked up. We talked up the Oregon squad. We talked up the Gators squad. We talked up, obviously, Tennessee did spoke for itself. And Georgia rose to the occasion every time. Of course, uh, Ohio State can beat them. I just don't – you know, Andy and Randy had an interesting conversation today. If Georgia plays their best game, can Ohio State beat them? Randy says, yes, Ohio State can. I agreed with Andy. He said mm-hmm. no because if Georgia plays their best game, that means Jalen Carter is living in that backfield. Right. That means and C.J. Stroud under duress is not good. And there's no turnovers from Stetson Bennett. Right. You're playing clean. Look, Hendon Hooker, if we go back to the Tennessee game, yeah, it rained in the second half. It affected both teams. But Georgia had a lead, and then Hendon Hooker, because he was pressured, he couldn't accurately deliver the football to Hyatt and the right. wide receivers. Right. Now, in a controlled atmosphere – of Mercedes-Benz if you don't get after C.J. Stroud with yep. those receivers. That makes them really dangerous. And that fast track inside there, certainly. Absolutely. That's the issue. Uh, also, uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, the notion of maybe playing with a chip on his shoulder, we all know his story. Started off at Georgia, went to JUCO to get some playing time, came back to Georgia, and Todd Munkin and Kirby did everything they could to discourage him, and he persevered. But he says about the notion of playing with a chip on his shoulder, here's what he had to say. I, it's hard to describe, but I don't think of it that way, right? Because, uh, I don't know, but... I just want to be the best I can be. And if I'm not, then I start to, you know, be like, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, and I love football and I, I want to play football. Um, you know, Heisman ceremony was, was, was very, you know, that was a huge honor. Uh, that's not why I play, you know, so that's not going to change the way I play. It's a dual threat. Gets moving around. We know, what, I mean, we know what Stetson can do. And look, perhaps Stetson gets a baseball cap on the sideline of the NFL. If he, want, he says he wants to keep playing. I think someone is going to take a flyer on him in the sixth round. Just his like story an A.J. McCarron or Greg McElroy. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Probably a more athletic version of right. that, though. Certainly. Right, right, right. And who knows? He's been uh, silencing the critics and uh, exceeding expectations his entire career. So why not? He doesn't get enough credit for what a good athlete he is, though. Right. As far as uh, talking around. Couldn't he be that typical New England white slot receiver, right? But are you going to turn this down? No, 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 no. Come on. You've already declared him the plucky white receiver. So now it's going to be Julian Edelman 2.0. I don't know about that. Well, Julian Edelman was a quarterback in college, right? No, 
I mean, it, it would be interesting to see where, where, how we again, how will he grade out the combine. I mean, yep. to, to, I think you're looking at the intangibles, the leadership, all the things he does. You know, they'll like sitting down and talking to him right. is what the, that's where he's right. going to really improve his stock. Right. Probably a sixth rounder, maybe seven, maybe now, an undrafted, but he's going to get an invite somewhere. But we talked about C.J. Stroud having to answer all those questions yesterday, talking about how they felt, you know, disrespected. Oh yeah, it's us against the world. We've we've been counted out so many times. No, you haven't. All right, Bogue, since you are the arbiter of all things Twitter. It was a real thing. Somebody asked him to draw Brutus the Buckeye on a piece of paper. I mean, I saw that meme today, and I couldn't tell if somebody actually made a meme and it was actually real, or some, or it was a goof and I, it right. was a fugazi, or did somebody actually <laughs> ask him to draw Brutus Buckeye? Well, I don't know. It's media day, so anything goes. But the thing I did see funny was they were asking Georgia players to describe what a Buckeye was. And who the hell can describe what a Buckeye is unless you – from the state of Ohio. It's a little marijuana leaf sticker they put on their helmets. Yeah, it's right? a hairless nut. Yeah, I know. It is a hairless It's by definition. That's why I love to say that to my Buckeye fan friends. Yeah, but. It's but, a hairless nut. But I'm confused. Is You say it's a hairless nut, so I think of a nut, but then to Rob's point, they have the, the pot sticker on their head, yes, their helmet. Do. So I don't understand. <laughs> Someone make it make sense. Yeah, but that's the little leaf on the top of the hairless nut. Right? Yes. What kind of, but that that means a nut has hair. A leaf is not hair. It's a, that's a green, leafy green. Is that does it have like a, a coating on it, like a coconut? I don't know. Some leaves are hairy. I mean, they're like you know thick. So I don't know. All right, I'm gonna look. Especially it up. when it comes to good bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, small, shiny, dark brown nut with a light tan patch that comes from the official state tree of Ohio, the Buckeye tree. Isn't that lovely? So where's the pot leaf come in? Yeah, that's it. Do a Google image. Does it look like a pot? It does to me, there? but I see that a lot in everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, just, that's just me. Hey, man, the uh, the uh, other story yesterday, and you and I had a lot of fun with it. Todd Munkin, he had, if anyone wins the press conference, it's Todd Munkin yesterday. I love the stuff he had to say. Very colorful yesterday, right? Talking you know, about saying, like, if we lose, I suck. If we, you know, we don't score any points, yeah. I'm going to get fired. If I suck, I get fired. Right. Simple as that. But also, you know, and, and saying how they, they treated uh, Stetson like, like, like basically like garbage for yes, him. Basically ignored him. Driving him to a Juco only to have him come back and then still treat him. He had to poorly. buy his own helmet right. from Sears, right. you know, to practice right. it. That's how bad they treat him. Here's Todd Muckin now on uh, Stetson Bennett. And really nothing to do with me. Um, all we did was try to bury him for the couple of years he was here. <laughs> and all he did was continue to fight and compete and had every reason to say, you know what, I'm gone in today's day and age of the portal and guys leaving. He didn't do that. He wanted to be the George Bulldog, wanted to be the quarterback uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, I think that we've come out the other side probably better collectively. He's very prideful, and we wouldn't be where we're at without him. He needs his own Hallmark movie. Former right. college quarterback, national champion, opens up a, a hardware store in a small town. This, this really put-together, sharp, young lawyer comes to town. He meets Stetson and his precocious daughter, and sparks fly, you know. Great Hallmark movie. The things that are poking through your noggin at times, man. <laughs> One of the other things, speaking of Stetson Bennett, the Buckeyes are definitely aware, as Dog Nation reports, of that little weird dead leg thing that Stetson does when he does the juke, when he yeah. plants the leg. You know, Stetson Bennett has juked some really good athletes, all-American athletes. Yes, he has. He's broken some track. ankles, man. He's broken some ankles. And That's why I'm saying slot receiver wouldn't be about such a bad thing. Please, sir, this man's a quarterback. <laughs> uh, a couple of guys at Ohio State saying that they got to trust each other, but they have been paying attention to the mobility. They, they do respect, obviously, that element of Stetson Bennett's yep. game. Yep. As well they should. Well, there you have it. Dead leg thing. I still think a great Hallmark movie. You know, actually, um, my girlfriend has a close friend. He has written two Hallmark movies. Really? Yes, Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes, I know has. the. It wasn't a Hallmark movie, but it might as well have been one. The uh, 
the uh, who was the oh it was uh, I think the quarterback I'm going crazy on the name already with the uh, Rams the uh, right here in Atlanta when they won the Super Bowl against the Titans Kurt Warner the yeah, Kurt, Kurt Warner, Warner movie yeah, yeah. and of course you know Kurt Warner's bagging groceries playing arena league football right. in Iowa. But, I mean, let's be honest. He married Ruth Buzzy. I mean, they kind of made the wife a hot tomato in that little docudrama. No, No, not Ruth Buzzy. I just think, I mean, look, there's a lot of women out there that can wear short hair, and there's a million ways you can wear your hair. And sometimes your short hair looks really hot like Demi Moore back in the day. And then sometimes it looks like you just quit. Well, Warner's wife looks good with long hair, though. Yeah, she rebranded it. Well, someone with no hair is going to join us next. That would be Grant McCauley. (laughs) We'll talk a little Braves baseball. I think a sneaky good move by Alex Anthopoulos. Dukes and Bell, Rob Dribble hanging out. Sports Radio 1990 game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, man, Rob Tribble filling in. Is it Robbie? I, I get confused. Robbie's kind of like got multiple personality disorder, and he flips, uh, he flips his lid every now I'm and again. I'm vacillating from segment to segment, my It's friend. Uh, Rob Tribble with you uh, in for Carl Dukes. Carl's joining some vacay. Carl, by the way, he was saying that uh, Nate should have called the timeout last night. He gets clapped back by DeJounte Murray on Twitter, who says, hey. Uh, just make the free throws. i got to make my free throws, yeah. but uh, Carl's on vacay today. We'll talk more about the Hawks coming up. But the Braves have been making a lot of moves, and some of them are a little confusing because some guys that, like a week ago got picked up and then they were let go, and we are got to make some sense of all this. Well, we have somebody that's going to help us. He's intrepid with the rapier wit, knowledgeable, stable, solid as a rock, and a wonderful dancer, Grant McCauley. Hello, Grant. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> Best baseball man in town is here. By the way, congratulations on your engagement. All the photos on social media. Thank you so much. It's, uh would say, the highlight of 2022. Nice. Yeah, man. All right, so let's go uh, chronologically, or let's go with the big one. I guess we'll start with the Murphy deal. It really sounds like a steal, Grant, if he can do the things which he's projected to do, which is kind of like be a poor man's Real Muto. Yeah, it really is. And the thing I looked at when they traded the, what, half a dozen prospects, well, half a dozen players, including William Contreras ending up with the Milwaukee Brewers, was that if you're going to bring over Sean Murphy, even with three years of control, it kind of seemed to fall right in that sweet spot for an extension. So I'm not really surprised to see that thing happen. And I think it does make the Braves better. Obviously, behind the dish, the trade had already done that. But having him around, particularly with some of these rules changes where it could be more of a base running league, we'll kind of find out if that is, in fact, going to be a thing with fewer pickoffs and the bigger bases and all that stuff. But, you know, Sean Murphy is already one of the probably two best defensive catchers, with Real Muto being the other one. But he's a guy that you're going to have who's younger, who does have offensive upside, and that's going to be paying about half of what JT Romito is making on the average season in his Phillies deal. So a great pickup, a nice extension, and just another piece that the Braves have put in place to make sure that they have a core of players together for this window of contention to stay open as long as possible. And this window is starting to look like the decade of the 2020s. 
Uh, a stealthy good deal by Alex Anthopoulos trading for a Lucas. Is it Lutke? Is that the name? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's talking the, about that. the reason I, they got from the Yankees. Yeah. I think it could pay some dividends. A left-handed arm like that, his numbers have been good. This is something uh, this fan base could really appreciate if he has the success he had the last couple of years. Yeah, and I think it was important to continue to add depth from the left side to the bullpen because you're going to be without Tyler Matzik all season after that Tommy John surgery he underwent in October of last year. So going out and finding somebody who has had some success, this is not, you know, you're not going out there looking at getting a high leverage reliever, but somebody who can come in in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, get some important outs for you, and just allow you to continue to use A.J. Minter in the way that you have. You're going to, I think, going to hope that Dylan Lee can continue to show the promise that he did last year as somebody who can get outs on the left side as well. And this is a very deep bullpen. I mean, despite the the departure of Kenley Jansen and maybe moving Rice Iglesias into closer, which I think is something we all expected, this is still a group that should be able to get you a lot of big outs. And when you stack it with the rotation that the Braves have, with depth at that fifth spot, even after making this trade, they bring in Sean Murphy. This is a very talented group. So if offensively speaking, the Braves are able to do anything close to what they did last year, continuing to add depth and solid pieces that help your pitching staff out is probably going to result in a lot of wins. And that, of course, is what the Braves are planning for. It is our man, Grant McCauley, the best baseball man in town. Of course, uh, pitchers and catchers, as Rob said, I guess the first team that's going to get him back is the but the Rays on Valentine's Day. So before you know it, Grant, we're back in business. Uh, what about this, yep. uh, the outfielder, the kid from the Rangers we picked up? What's that all about? Eli White. Yeah, I think more is just outfield depth for the Braves and somebody who can run extremely well, who's a very talented defensive outfielder, hasn't had a lot of opportunity at the big league level and hasn't hit a whole lot yet, but still somebody that I think when you're looking at your 40-man roster, you want to be able to have the depth and the options that even if this is a guy that spends a lot of time playing in AAA Gwinnett, if you do need him because of an injury, because of whatever it may be, just continuing to have those pieces available to you. So a couple of the other guys that got cut loose, Lewin Diaz, Hoy Park, these are guys I think the Braves would like to see slip through waivers and maybe end up back on minor league deals and end up at AAA Gwinnett as well. So, you know, it's just continuing to add these depth pieces. I know these are not the exciting moves that have you, you know, looking at the opening day lineup in a completely different way. But it is important, as we've seen, over the course of 162 games, to have players that can help you out, sometimes in little ways or for just a period of time, that can help you get through some of the injuries or inconsistencies that will happen over the course of that long season. Well, apparently Steve Cohen is saying luxury tax be damned. Mets are uh, approaching, what, a half billion dollars uh, yeah. as a payroll. Uh, talk about that. It, it could backfire spectacularly or, or it could work. But I know if I'm a fan, I, I love the fact that my owner is at least trying to invest in the team. Yeah, and I think Mets fans should obviously be very excited about this because they just had to wander through the wilderness that was the Will Ponds administration with right. that club. I mean, and the money that was spent was not spent extremely well. And, you know, they were a club that had, and they still are, a, a team that's looking for a championship for the first time in a very long time. So we'll see how all of that plays out. we got to see how this Carlos Correa deal plays out yeah. because I've never seen an nice. offseason where one guy goes out and gets himself two separate decade-plus long deals for $300-plus million dollars but can't seem to get across the finish line with either one of them. So that, I think, is the you know the, the coup de grace for their offseason. Some of the other moves that they made, keeping Brandon Nimmo, uh, you know, keeping Edwin Diaz, those are not altogether surprising. Verlander coming in, Jacob deGrom departing, you know, going out and getting some other players. And clearly they've been very busy. They've spent, as you mentioned, about $800 million in free agent contracts if this Correa deal goes through. Mm. These are the things that they needed to do in order to be able to maintain what they did a year ago. 
but I would even say that they haven't necessarily spent so frivolously that all of it could blow up in such spectacular fashion. Because if you fast forward a couple of years, they only have, I believe, $124 million on the books. So all of a sudden, their crazy $280 million payroll that they're trotting out there for 2023, it may look completely different in a couple of years. That's the crazy thing about all this. It is Grant McCauley with us here, guys. Kind of doing like a debrief on all the things the Braves have done in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's actually AA's master plan. Correa will fall to less than $100 million. We'll get him with a Groupon. Uh, by the way, since I haven't had a chance, Grant, to talk to you since you were on vacay, I was on vacay. Do, do you feel that, I mean, like, I get it, it's sound financial sense, but with Dansby literally giving the ultimate hometown discount, do you mm-hmm. feel you lose a little bit of your identity and your core, or, and, or, does, or does that not matter moving forward with all the, all the young guys we've got on this team? No, I would never say that doesn't matter because I do think that that kind of stuff is important, and I do think that Dansby Swanson, and I know he came in and spent a, a considerable amount of time with you and Carl one afternoon and talked in depth about you know, his identity being an Atlanta sports fan, wanting to play for the Atlanta Braves, getting the opportunity to do that. The fact that he was going to be the captain of his ship in free agency, we weren't going to be unpacking all the emotions later on because, you know, of a lockout and, and an agent did this or that, or none of the stuff that we really went through with Freddie Freeman was going to be on the table with Dansby. But I think from a dollars and cents perspective, the Braves offer, which I believe checked in at around five or six years and around a hundred million dollars, even if they were able to come up, you know, 15 or $20 million and say it was six and one twenty, you're still talking about a guy leaving nearly $60 million on the table. And I just don't think that Dansby is going to be able to drop to that level to make that deal happen. And I don't think that the expectation should be on players getting the free agency and leaving that kind of money on the table, because this is a completely different conversation than say some of these, you know, we call them the club friendly contracts that the Braves have signed these extensions with some of these young players you got to think about it. these young players are going to be making basically the major league minimum for the first three years. Then they get into arbitration where they get some incremental raises, which is really nothing to write home about the first couple of years before maybe getting into that third or even fourth arbitration year and finally jumping up to 15, 17 or $20 million. These extensions that we've seen are one thing. Free agent contracts are a totally different deal. And I think that Dansby was probably looking at that six and one forty that we saw Javier Baez and Trevor story get a year ago as kind of the baseline for him. Six and 140 is a lot less money than Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, or, or, or Corey Seager, for that matter, uh, a year ago. So I, I feel like these two sides were just so far apart that, unfortunately, it wasn't going to make sense from that, that uh, perspective, the dollars and cents side, even if there was a lot of mutual respect and a desire for Dansby to stay in Atlanta. It just was not a thing that was going to work out. And over time, it just kind of became more and more obvious, and a club stepped up and, and gave him a deal. I'm happy that he got that deal because I feel like he went out there and played every single day and earned it. Um. Grant, Mike's been just crapping all over the Braves' uh, starting rotation, has zero faith in it. Do you think they need to <laughs> I wouldn't categorize it as that. I just want to see more pitching. It's hyperbole. I'm we just kidding. We have run out of pitching two of the last three postseasons, yep. Grant. Do we have enough pitching? Yeah, I, I think that they've got the group that they need to have. But even you look at this last year in the offseason, and all credit to the Phillies because they came out and, and played in the NLDS, and they advanced, they beat the Braves, and they moved on. But you got Max Fried, sick as a dog. you got Spencer Strider, who was injured, came back, made his first start in a number of weeks, clearly wasn't looking the same. And Charlie Morton gets hit with a line drive for the second consecutive year. Right. Those things did not add up in the Braves' favor. But that's the kind of thing that – 
you know, no matter who it is, I mean, you can't really plan around those kinds of things. I mean, the Strider injury, ill times and unfortunate, the Max Fried sickness thing, we could probably, you know, go out and play the next 20 seasons and you won't see another starting pitcher going through that in the middle of the playoff run for his club. It's just an unfortunate timing thing. I feel like at the end of that rotation with the guys that you have, with Bryce Elder, with Ian Anderson, and with hopefully Mike Soroka in this mix, it's a solid four. But I would not rule out seeing the Braves, depending on how the season goes, using some of this money that they are going to continue to spend and invest in this club, maybe looking at a way to upgrade this rotation in season when and if they need it in order to get this club a little bit better. Because the bullpen looks great. Yeah, you can add hitters, and I wouldn't rule that out ever because you can always add a little bit more offense, and we've seen Alex do that. But this may be kind of the area that you monitor throughout the season where when the Braves look to upgrade their pitching staff instead of relievers, maybe they go out and get a starter that can stick around for a little bit longer than, say, the last couple of three months of the year and be part of this team a little bit longer term. Well, we're seeing the Mets spend, and, of course, the uh, Phillies uh, bringing uh, Trey Turner. Is it a three-team race in the NL East coming up? Are the Marlins going to emerge and improve also? Uh, They could improve incrementally, but, I mean, this is a club that is still very much trying to find. I think its identity is is very much trying to – find a number of different pieces. The offseason Gene Segura move is probably not going to stem the tide for them, but the Nationals are in a full-blown rebuild. The Marlins have been in a rebuild for a while since they blew up that outfield and traded Yelich and Stanton and Ozuna away and JT Romuto not long after that. So I don't expect a lot of change from those clubs, but they have a nice pitching staff, the Marlins do, led by Alcantara. Pablo Lopez, a nice pitcher, a couple of those other arms. Maybe they could take a step forward at some point this year, but I got excited about the Marlins a year ago thinking, hey, maybe this pitching is going to carry them to a, a wild card spot, but then the offense was abysmal and just things didn't work out for them. So unless you're a huge Sandy Alcantara fan, I don't know that there's a whole lot else. Maybe <laughs> Jazz Chisholm, if he gets healthy, can take a step forward. They're still looking to add a lot of pieces around a couple of really young, exciting players players hey real quick i know we got to catch a break so the new leader of the braves is ozzy albies or he's just it was ozzy albies or is austin riley i, I don't know yeah. I, I think austin riley's a guy i also think travis darno is an important voice in that clubhouse okay. as well i know travis wasn't a homegrown brave that's been around for a long time but I, I do think that he's added an awful lot in the couple of years he's been with the club so mm-hmm. i would expect that kind of thing to continue but it, it, the braves have always felt like at least to me even though you had some figureheads like Freddie Freeman have been around for a while, and, and obviously Dancy's been around for a while, is gone now. This is still, to me, more of a group team effort, more so than one guy who rallies the troops and takes them out onto the field to follow his lead, you know, day in and day out. You can, I think you lead by example, and the Braves have a lot of guys who've done that really well. Well, Grant, we appreciate you uh, taking time off from watching the Pinstripe Bowl to uh, join us today. So that's a good thing. No, happy to do that. You know my affinity for Pinstripes, so anytime I get a chance to talk a little Braves baseball, I'll take the opportunity to do it. Happy New Year, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, Scott. I mean, the most compelling thing about this ball game is I love the big giant gopher on the side of the Minnesota helmet. I always enjoy animation like the beaver on the Oregon State. It makes That's me true. chuckle. It is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. What's hey, coming man. up in toxic masculinity talk? Well, I got a couple things. Who wants to get some tickets? Go see Bill Cosby do some stand-up, everybody. That'll be a laugh riot, huh? Uh... No, thanks. I roofied myself. <laughs> That's actually a story we'll get into. Plus, somebody in the media thinks Tom Brady is never going to be in the media. We'll explain. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's and Bell. Lord, have mercy. mercy. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for guy talk. Yes! Never mind. It's time for shenanigans. Yeah! 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 Brought to you by our Dukes and Bell Hey Man Ale, made by our buddies at Oconee Brewing. Get the OG or the watermelon lime. Help Carl and Mike's supplemental 401k. Available where all fine brews are sold and your local Publix, too. Be honest, Todd. Huh? You guys doing well with that? Seems well, like it's, it's everywhere. It is, as we say, every every quarter we get a check, Rob, to answer your question. So, That's yes. That's bad, man. You know, we, hey, we, don't, you. we don't take you guys for granted. It's a good beer. It's a, I it's should a come out good with product. A- I should come out with my own thing, you know, like suppositories or something. Yeah, maybe. or uh, Rob Tribble Absinthe. <laughs> hey, man, who wants to go see Bill Cosby? Everybody's coming to the Fox. You want to go see Bill Cosby? Will attendance be consensual? <laughs> <laughs> this thing, yeah, when I saw this story today on Channel 2, I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, Bill Cosby's publicist, Andrew Wyatt, confirmed to The Hollywood Reporter that Cosby was considering making a comeback next year. We're looking to getting back out here around the spring and summer of 23 in an email to the entertainment wow. website. Um, I would think that that would be a bit awkward. Um, again, Carl and I talked about this, you know, as this sad, sad saga played out over the last few years. We grew up with Bill Cosby from the Fat Albert stuff. I used, remember I had all the records. Remember listening to those records? Right, I used yeah, to watch yeah. I Spy with my dad. Yep. And then, you know, you, if you ever, and again, I think a lot of our audience has seen it because Carl and I have spoken about it, but we need to talk about Cosby is the multi-part documentary that W. Kamal Bell did on Showtime, and it's unbelievable. And it's thorough, and it'll make you, you'll never, if you thought that somehow Bill Cosby was getting railroaded or somebody came out of the woodwork with an ax to grind, the man is a sociopath. Psychotic it's, it's, sociopath, yeah. And it breaks my heart because it's, as we said, so many of us had that connection from our childhood. But you know, the interesting thing is, you know, my, my ex-wife, she was a forensic psychologist before she went to the VA. So she oh. would uh, basically interview murderers to see if they were fit to stand trial. Holy cow. And she would say, you know, some of them, the most charming people you'd ever meet. You know, the charming right. sociopath. Yeah. Right. But, down to. But if you They're very seen good it, at hiding what they are. And in this case, I, I, I mean, it was painful to watch, but I mean, you had to, it was, it's unbelievable. But again, it's called We Need to Talk About Cosby. It's been out there for a while. But I mean, the idea that Bill Cosby just shows you how completely out of touch he is with reality, that people are going to come pay and see you doesn't after care. this. Yeah, doesn't care. It's insane. Delusional, too. Hey, man, um, some people are saying, well, one particular is Andrew Marchand, who writes the uh, TV column for the New York Post, and he has his own uh, podcast. And he was talking about the idea some people in the industry, and he said these are high-ranking folks. These aren't just like fly-by-night guys. They feel that, do we really think, do we know definitively that Tom Brady is ever going to work on television for Fox? He signed a 10-year, $375 million deal. Our Marshawn says, I don't think he comes out this year. I think he goes on to say there are some doubts if Brady will ever come out for this particular job. There's people in the business, very smart people, who kind of have their doubts that Brady ever does it. You look at it, he signed that contract, it can't be a hedge. But if he tells Fox, I don't want to do it, what are they going to say? 
Yeah. Do you think he'll be any good? I don't think he. Remember Joe Montana was terrible. Yeah, that broke my heart. He broke Joe, my heart, too. They couldn't even get through a full season on him with NBC in yeah. studio. It was that I bad. mean, I think Tom Brady would be a little bit better than that, but I don't yeah. – he seems so vanilla to me, but I don't know. But he's so guarded and yeah. everything he says is calculated and everything else because that's what he has to do being in the position he's in. So I don't know hmm. how the personality extends beyond the uh, – the football environment. Well, the game Sunday night, Christmas night, Chris Collinsworth, uh, when they had that throw that was the uh, first down, uh, it was a third down throw when he throws behind the receiver, and Chris Collinsworth goes, I mean, I got nothing for you. I mean, this is a layup. This is like watching LeBron James miss a layup right there. I don't know what I'm watching, talking about Tom Brady. Well, of course, Tom Brady hears everything, got back to Brady, and then Brady says that uh, I'm going to get a chance to cover some games here shortly at some point, so maybe I get a chance to fire back at everyone else. All right. Uh, He said he would be more like a Johnny Miller than a Tony Romo. You know, I can kind of see it the way he's been criticizing uh, football right. and how bad football is, and he's right. So maybe he will be uh, yeah. pretty opinion. Maybe he'll be an edgier version of uh, Tony Romo without the uh, – But it's Tony just, Romo so enthusiastic right? and happy to be there. I like Romo. I got no problem with Romo. I get a kick out got of no him, But, no, I just feel that uh, if you're if the thing about Brady is, you know, is he really going to be one of these guys who are going to have to pry the football from his cold, numb fingers? That's when he's going to walk away. From my cold, dead hands. <laughs> yeah, just, it's it's going down pretty ugly this year with yeah. a decent enough defense. Yeah. You, last time I checked, you still got Godwin and Evans. You know, I mean, like, as Squidbilly pointed out the other day, our producer, they went through centers like Sox to start the season. They've had issues in turnover the offensive line. If you can go to a team like the Eagles, oh, they've got a quarterback. you got to find a team that's got a, a brick wall in front of you if yeah. this guy's going to play at age 44. You know who I think would probably be pretty good in the booth or on a, on a, a set, pregame set? Belichick. Belichick is actually funnier and people give him credit for. George Godsey was on that coaching staff for many years, uh, Goose, the former yeah, uh, tech yeah. quarterback. God, Godsey's got some unbelievable stories about Belichick. Saban's the same way. They just prevent, they present yeah. this this veil in front of the media and they don't want to let anyone behind it. But yeah, they're regular guys like everybody else with foibles and fun and shenanigans. You just, you're just you never going to see it at the microphone, which is fine. Hey, speaking of the microphone, interesting, have you been watching the Shaq documentary on HBO? I have not. It's pretty good. It's really good stuff. The stuff on the Lakers, the dynamic with him and Kobe was really good. It's must-see TV if you're an NBA fan. One of the interesting things ties into one of our favorite people, Steve Coonan, who you'll hear on uh, Friday's show as he joins us every week. It's uh, Shaq on the uh, documentary asking about when he retired why he chose TNT over ESPN. Both networks made big overtures to get him to come by. Shaq says that uh, on a Monday they gave him a call. Shaq and his agent went to the C. Turner. It was David Levy and Steve Coonan. And they made their presentation a little bit later. John Skipper, the well-known head of ESPN, made his presentation with both uh, companies looking for looking for his services. He said, quote, on the, this is on the dock, my worst day at Turner would be a good day. He said, my worst day at ESPN would cause me to get fired. <laughs> and a lot of people, and I, I, I'm one of them that looks at the joylessness at times of ESPN's NBA coverage and the absolute blast of just keeping it real that TNT does down the street. ESPN's too woke for us, Shaq. I wouldn't even say woke. I just think it's I so. Would. I mean, there's elements that are woke, but yep. it's more about it's just so. It's like point A to point B. There's no personality. They're trying too hard. They can't. You can't manufacture the chemistry that just flows so naturally with brilliant Shaq show. and with Charles and, and with Ernie. Kenny. And yeah. Ernie. It's just brilliant. And Ernie show. is the ringmaster, right? Yep. So it is kind of interesting. So, yeah, you can thank Steve Conan for Shaktos being here over at, uh, at TNT. Hey, man, one more story for you. You've all seen the memes of the uh, fight and the big break uh, 
the lady throwing the, the steel chair, the aluminum chair at the Waffle House. Have you guys seen this happen out in California? Well, the first time, you know what I'm talking about, right? Actually, I said it, uh, it was inside, I said California. It, it happened inside an Austin, Texas Waffle House. It was uploaded to social media on December 22nd. Woman goes crazy. Next thing you know, she throws one of those chairs, and the lady that's working the grill behind the, uh, the counter, whoosh, basically does like a ninja shot whoosh, and just shoots this thing aside. <laughs> well, the first thing when I saw this video, I said, man, it's like, like Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Woman using right. a magic bracelet. Right. Well, Wonder Woman sounded off on this. Linda Carter, not the present one, our Wonder Woman. Yes. Although Gail Godot is obviously an amazing woman. Linda Carter still looks amazing. The uh, the clip that's out there about the uh, about 1.3 million views that I just talked about. Uh, Linda Carter goes on uh, Twitter. She goes, "I trained at Waffle House." <laughs> Brilliant. When you were a little kid, and we'll take it back here because we're kind of doing some memory lane. Carl and I've talked about this before. Linda Carter. Charlie's Angels, Farrah Fawcett. Oh, I was, a, I was a Jacqueline Smith, Cheryl Ladd guy. Oh. Farrah didn't do it for me. I'll throw one at you. Jane Kennedy on yes, CBS. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah, man. So it's like we make we might. She made that. Irv. She made Irv Cross feel a certain <laughs> way, didn't she? And Jimmy the Greek. Mm. But Jimmy, what do you think about this week? It's all about the intangibles, Brent. <laughs> what? If we think if 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 you feel that the Ray Malavasi's Rams are ready. <laughs> Phil Hartman did a good Jimmy the Greek really on SNL. Did. Really did. But anyway, for you youngsters out there, Google Jane Kennedy. A lot of guys, last time I said this, guys came back and we said, holy cow, thanks for the heads up, right? <laughs> but Linda Carter is Wonder Woman when I was about 10. That was like, she makes me feel funny. She did. Yes, she did. Yeah, man. So anyway, she was, uh, if you haven't seen the video, it's pretty wild. I don't know where this stuff comes from other than people are drunk. It's after midnight at Waffle House. And we thought we had an incident down here on Buford Highway with Kid Rock. You know, we've had a oh, lot that's of right. That's we've right. Had, <laughs> have, you, have you ever been in a Waffle House when some stuff has gone down? I have, yep. Over in Buckhead. Dylan. Many years ago, yep. Dylan's behind the glass. Uh, he's filling in now for stay. Have you ever been behind, have you been in a Waffle House, but there's some stuff going down behind the scenes? Have you Fortunately, seen some, no. I've, I've seen some drunk stuff in the old days in Buckhead, the one on Far Road in Piedmont. Yep. But it was mostly just, That's you know, the one I'm talking about. That's, you know. There's that, always something. Cops were, the SWAT team was just camped out there at <laughs> night waiting. I mean, there'd, the be, there'd, be, there'd be some ruckus, but I never saw anybody throw a chair at somebody. And by the way. Not to put their business out there, but a lot of folks in the food service industry have a lot of folks on work release. These are generally not the folks you want to be trifling with. That's right. Hey, we got some uh, hot quarterback on quarterback action coming up top of the hour. Zars is going to talk to Desmond Ritter in mm. our Falcons report. Getting ready for Sunday against the Cardinals. And you can hear it right here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 